Welcome, everyone, to the L7C podcast, My Hero Academia Case Study Edition. Uh, Today, we are going to be bringing you another one of our My Hero Academia case studies. Um, Like we said on our My Hero Academia third movie review, which by the time you hear this will probably be out. But if not, we review the third movie. Be on the lookout for that one. Uh, We said from now until season six, we're going to do some of these case studies. So we have our My Hero enthusiast, Andrea Alaniz. How are you doing today, ma'am? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Martin? I am doing well, especially when we get to talk some My Hero Academia. So this one is actually going to be focused on All Might. Yes. Um, You were the one who brought this idea up, and I thought it was a really... Ooh, didn't realize my camera was on. Great. Um, it was a really good idea and the topic that you brought up. So I'm going to just let you tell everyone the topic and then we'll go from there. So kind of the overall theme of this case study is whether or not All Might's kind of idea and then fulfillment of his idea of being the pillar of justice um, for Japanese society um, on the I'll, I'll say micro since it is a national level. It's not truly micro level, but we don't really know if he's really a pillar of justice throughout the entire world, the same level that he is in Japan, but whether or not um, that kind of has negative aspects and kind of exploring what those negative aspects are, because it's never really, at least as far as we've seen, discussed. Um, it might be touched on kind of here and there, but it's not fully like, dredged out in the show so far so that's kind of where we're going with this today right and his title of the symbol piece i know it's on his hero wiki it says he bore the title of the world's symbol of peace oh okay so he okay which would All make right. sense too because the first movie they went to america america they all knew who yeah he was but yeah this is super interesting Get it. <sighs> Oh my gosh, that okay, just that tidbit now irritates me about the movie just a little bit more because it didn't seem like anybody else in the different countries were asking where All Might was or like how he was doing. Like nobody ever outside Japan seemed to kind of mention him. So, like that in the third movie, yeah. Well, if the third movie is canon, that means why it is everyone in the world saw him retire. So that's true, but. I mean, as a symbol of peace, like you would think people are still like wondering what he's up to, how he's doing. Oh. They know he's teaching at UA, like somebody got to say something about him at some point in other countries. But that's just a personal little thing, I guess. It could have been off camera because, I mean, he was invited to their basically UN. He was like co-commander, yeah. basically. Yeah, he, so he was at with, the base of operations. Yeah. And he was the one giving the pep talk to every hero across the world. So I think that does show something. Yeah. Well, basically, if we're going, we're trying to talk about the negatives of being a symbol of peace, which kind of sounds a little redundant, but there's just some kind of underlying flaws in that thinking and um, kind of the everyday application of some of these ideas um, just aren't sustainable for everyday humans as well as potential other heroes because 
although this is like a quote unquote, like superhuman society, All Might seems to be a super, superhuman. Like he just, how can he do it all when realistically he honestly couldn't? So that's what we're going to get into. So where would you like to start, Martin? Um, since we just brought up his name, I think we could just start about like uh, the symbol of peace and like the negative connotations with it and go from there. So, I mean, some of the negatives that I picked up from, you know, being a symbol of peace is it's singular. It's one. He is the symbol of peace. He is the only one. That is a lot of pressure. That is a lot of weight on one person's shoulders. And it's also kind of a self-isolating title, which then that added pressure makes you feel like you are the only one that can carry the burdens that you have to. Um, And we see All Might kind of doing this when he did have, you know, kind of that partnership with, I'm forgetting his name, but Melissa's uncle when he was in uh, the United States. Um, They kind of had a partnership and he did kind of let him in on... um, one for all. I'm so sorry. I always get that confused. One for all is kind of secret to him. But it seemed like as things kind of developed and got more complicated, All Might had to break away and put separation. And then the same thing kind of happened with Sir Nighteye, his actual official sidekick, that Sir Nighteye is trying to talk to him about, hey, like you need to put your health first. Like you're heading straight to your own demise. Like, let us help you. You need help. Look at what look at what's happened to you. Cause that's off right after his fight with um all for one and his is that he's missing a lung, heavy internal organ damage, and he's trying to walk out of the hospital before he's ready. And it's very apparent in those scenes that he's not ready to do so. But he, as a symbol of peace, has to carry that smile has to be there because the symbol of peace cannot fall, which is unattainable because although he is a super, super human, he's not immortal. So there is going to come a time when he's not going to be there anymore. And creating a system where a single pillar is propped up, once that pillar is gone, you have that chaos that we're already seeing within the society and his his slogan although super catchy and super i kind of want to say american of i am here everything is all right because i am here it's very egocentric in that it's not we are here the heroes are here it's he himself he is the number one hero he is better than everybody else he just is but he's not kind of laying the groundwork for the top hero or the symbol to be in close communication and close working relationships with multiple other heroes constantly. We do see him team up. It's not that he's against teamwork in any way. I don't want that misconstrued, but he has the tendency and kind of values going it alone. And that the burden that he carries is only for him and he can't share it, which can trickle down into the next generation, which 
I mean, teamwork makes the dream work. So a team can only go so far with one star player. That's why you need to foster collaboration and learn to share your burdens. I would say when you said the teamwork thing, I just, I don't know why it made me think of, uh, uh, there's a lot of people who would disagree of good old college projects with the group. Oh, I know. And one person carrying the whole team to at least a B or A. And I wouldn't write in the coattails of that. But on the symbol of peace thing, on a point that, like you said, I think my biggest thing is All Might's probably, probably what, in his 40s, if Endeavor's probably in his 40s, probably around that age, probably. Mm-hmm. So I would say then that heroes were around way before he got around and he had this dream or this idea before he even got one for all and before Mm -hmm. he even met his master. So it's like, and that was the only burden, which then it comes to a thing like we're thinking about, like, we don't know anything about his parents. Like, we don't know if he told his parents, like, Hey, I have one goal in mind, become a pillar of hope that people could always rely on during harsh times. I mean, it's a fantastic goal, but it's pretty lofty. I'm pretty sure in a normal, if he told his parents that like, Oh, I believe in you, but don't know if you're actually going to get it, but he, but he achieved it and he got it. And I think my biggest thing, one of the things you said is that I don't know if it's egotistical because he had no, because if it was egotistical from their story point, then Stain would have tried to kill him. And that's, so true. that's And that's the only hero that Stain respects. Like he inspired Stain to go to UA or whatever private school he went to. And when Stain realized that all these people weren't like All Might, that's when he's like, I'm going to start killing these worthless heroes because you see people like, Mount Lady or like people just wanting it for the press or stuff like that. God bless her soul. Season one through uh, she's probably changed <laughs> now. Season one, Uraraka, even though it's noble, but doing it for the money for her parents, not mm-hmm. necessarily like saving for the good of the people. Right. right. So I, that was probably the wrong word to use because his goals, his intentions are extremely selfless. And that also is why, you know, we I mean, their society, as well as we as viewers, when we see All Might pushing his body to the limits, going plus ultra, going beyond potentially, you know, putting himself in the grave to get the job done against um, All for One, that it's applauded, it's heroic. However, it's also slightly problematic. I know I'm going off on another tangent in that realistically, you want heroes to be able to come back <laughs> day in, day out. Um, and not that they shouldn't overexert themselves, not that they shouldn't do go beyond to their utmost ability to help save people. But there's a point where it becomes reckless and in the long run is more detrimental, which is something we've already seen that by All Might's example has trickled down to Deku. In that he's constantly, although part of the reason he keeps hurting himself is because he doesn't have control over um, one for all. But All Might isn't at the the outset telling him to be mindful of his limits. There are times when Deku gets hurt where All Might's like, well, 
yeah, that kind of sucks, but he needed this moment or it, it took him a little while to be like, Hey, Midoriya, you got to stop doing this because you're going to tear your body up and it's going to be beyond repair. So that's where I'm losing my train of thought. I'm so sorry. Um, we, I feel like even though the both of them as true, as true heroes recognized by Stain, they are completely selfless. They are um, pushing themselves and doing this for the, for other people not for their own egos or their own pride. But the idea that All Might kind of seemed to feel that he was the only one capable of doing so is where things kind of get a little gray for me. Other heroes do feel that way. And even if their motives... Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say what you said about Mandoria and the him breaking his limbs all the time. Also, the problem with that is that All Might overestimated Midori because when he first got one for all, all Might, he was able to use it a hundred percent from the start. So, like, if he's mm-hmm. only seen one person before him use it, and this person after, he's like, ah, oh, everyone knows how to just get it and be a hundred percent. But that's something again, which was a problem with. Uh, I don't want to say a problem, but like. When you devote yourself to one singular mission with that focus, nothing else matters. So with him being the symbol of peace, he obviously didn't learn how to be a good teacher. And that's been stated by every by um Yeah. By what you call it eraser. It's been stated by Gran Torino. Like all of the people who've been Doria's met teacher-wise have stated that All Might's not really the greatest teacher. And obviously he was neglecting paperwork when he was a symbol of peace because he's zooming across the planet so that's Mm -hmm. why he had the sidekick so it's like neglecting that sort of stuff i think my biggest thing with i don't think it was a of him thinking no one else can do it i think it's more no one else had the idea of it and it actually goes into my big one of my biggest things is that with the other heroes they all got complacent. That's mm-hmm. the pro- like it's even stated in season one, President Mike, who is a teacher, who is a full-fledged hero in his own right, talking about just stall until All Might gets here. Like, you do something. So that's the biggest thing. And it's like, and just doing it to normal people's standards, like everyone has a person or people that they know who always get roped into or whatever, doing all the stuff that, in your friend group because a they've proven they can handle it or they've had no complaints but then when that person's gone you're like where do i go to um so i think that's the biggest thing that yes he was saving everyone but everyone's getting complacent and i honestly think and that's why probably another reason why hawks really likes endeavor because endeavor was the only person on planet Earth, which wasn't getting complacent with All Might around. Sure, it was for his own selfish reasons, but he was still training. And everyone else is just like, ah, eh, All Might's around. Whatever. We don't have to do anything. And then as soon as All Might was gone, I mean, just look at the world since All Might, like that symbol. You had Overall's reign. Now you have the Metal Liberation Army. You had the movie, the Humanize. 
humanize um front three huge terrorist organizations right happened since that symbol went down and all and um overhaul even said with him down like things are changing in the criminal thing because like all might's thing was like he was a symbol to like the normal people good guys whatever but he was also a warning to like any criminal out there like hey if you do something just because my one for all is so honed i can hear you from japan i'll be in europe in two minutes like that that's my biggest thing and endeavor even talked about in that episode about like what was the symbol of peace because like the one after a month of him retiring crime rose by three percent like there was so much unease in the country of japan itself of people saying yeah i don't know if i like endeavor uh he's not a symbol like all might like that's the thing too because if you go back to like another anime or just even the definition of a pillar a pillar is not supposed to hold one thing all by itself right like that just general like one pillar cannot hold a house a house it can't you need multiple pillars hence why there's not in another anime there's not one hashira there's nine of them because they're holding up the entire demon corpse all might is literally was holding up the entire uh hero society so that's Mm -hmm. my biggest thing that no other hero was like hey all might um because he won every time like there's gonna be a time where he's either retired or dead because unfortunately i think i from what i think i was like watching the flash and it's like superheroes don't get 401ks <laughs> like they don't they don't get 401ks they don't have retirement plans they either have to retire because they're not the same as they were or they're going to mm-hmm. be more harm than good or they die in duty that's the only two options for superheroes and my hero academia is an anime about superheroes it's the same thing right i mean none of the previous one for all users just got to well i guess all my didn't even retire on his own terms he had to use everything he had to beat all for one the last time all the other right. previous users died i mean night i didn't get to go out on his own terms like it's not the hero gig is not something if you want to try and retire at 65 to do don't know how gran torino is still alive like he's the anomaly that he's seen mm-hmm. three well we for sure have seen three generations of one for all maybe even more but mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just think that my biggest thing is that no one else was getting ready because everyone was relying on him. And if the person you rely on the most is gone, you get in a frenzy. And that's what happened. Because I just want to ask you this question. So if All Might had his powers, would they have even called any of the other heroes in the previous movie? In the movie we just saw. Right. Like, would they call him? Like, oh, why would we, why do we need to call everyone else? We have All Might. He can go, he can literally go boom, boom to each country and get the trigger bombs. See, but that's just, uh, that, I know that's part of your point, but it just irks me that, that, that we would rely so heavily on this one person. And yes, he is All Might. Like, I understand that technically he could do it, but if there's any sort of, you know, random something, that could stop him or delay him, then the whole thing's gone. It's it's just, ugh, it, it's one of those things where you're hanging by a thread and everybody, that thread is made of steel 
So you assume you're good to go. And then all of a sudden I'm blanking my chemistry. (laughs) Awful. But something comes through that can cut through steel like butter. Now, now you're done. Whereas you could have had that steel thread strengthened with other, maybe less powerful thread woven around it to be more like a rope instead of a singular, like there needed to be more of a base. And I personally, this might be a very unpopular opinion, but I feel like part of the reason everybody got complacent was All Might did make it seem Mm -hmm. like he was always going to be around. He didn't kind of really stoke those flames of with his fellow heroes currently. He was definitely a symbol for the younger generations, the the people coming up. But it didn't seem like he was bolstering his own, you know, age group peers to keep pushing to go plus ultra. Like, <laughs> no, we didn't see any. You're right. In all five seasons, three movies of what we know, you're right. We've never saw him pushing that group. But what we do know is that when he had his breakup with Night Eye, I, I, when he got hurt, Night is like, hey, we're going to need to start thinking of a succession plan. Mm-hmm. Like, because you're not going to be around forever. And he wasn't hearing that. So then he, they broke up. He was doing his own singular thing because he's like, those, there's people still out there who need help. I'm still a symbol to all of them. They're counting on, they're counting on me and all of that stuff. Because it's not, because that whole title is a whole different thing than being like the number one hero. Right. Like, so it's like anyone else could have been the number one hero, but they would have still saw him as like the symbol. It supersedes, right? Yeah, it supersedes the whole list. So that that's really the problem with that. It's just like, I guess, how much responsibility is it for him to tell someone that they're going to, that, hey, not going to be around forever. We need to, you got everyone else needs to train, step it up. Or how much is it? Because they're all adults. Like, what's right. their responsibility? No, absolutely. Like, for sure. Like, if you if you leave a job and you were the main person, it's gonna, it's not your responsibility to be like, hey, since I'm leaving, you guys are gonna have to like step it up. I mean, it's their responsibility as like adults, and they all were adults, capable heroes. It's just not the got, same caliber, right? And like all might sit, and I think something too that pissed all might off as much pissed as we can see without him fighting like all for one is it was like the second episode of my hero when he was training deku on the beach mm-hmm. and he was talking about like back in the day hero work wasn't about sponsorships money tv it was about doing community service like shit like that picking up stuff from the, the beach, beach or like helping like that stuff was real hero work. And he, when he listed that stuff, I was like, oh, I think he's a little um, kind of perturbed himself, not to the level of staying killing everybody, but right. that hero stuff has become more superficial. Like he never had an agency, mm-hmm. like Endeavor and them. He, even though. Oh, I thought he does. Doesn't he? Not, not like he had his own office because he was too busy going around the place. I know. Oh, I don't know. I, I could have sworn I saw something that he has an agency, but that he's basically never there. And we've never seen him there, which again, because he's too busy and he's everywhere at once right. except there. But 
but he wasn't on he wasn't on there going like the talk like we literally saw a thing of i don't even know what you want to call it their version of what wendy williams where like <sighs> midnight and mount lady were arguing because yes. it's old anime trope of well it's not even anime trope now now it's the new it's a thing like i'm the new hot 18 to 21 year old mount lady and you're the old 40 to whatever year old girl and People want me because I'm the new hot youth thing and you're out. And that's what's happening in real life, too. So and like for the fact that that was on TV where they could have been out doing some. Hero. <laughs> yeah. So it's like almost just like, mm. like you never saw him do any real interviews or any stuff like that. So it's like. I get it. I mean. He, he, when you see everyone else just trying to do it for the money and it's like. I don't know if anyone's in it for the same reasons I am. Who can I trust? See, but it's one of those things where it definitely, like you said, they're all adults. So it's not like solely his responsibility to galvanize everybody. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things where, and it could just be that we haven't seen it. We haven't had his whole, we haven't seen him during his like, like an extensive period of his early years, the middle years. Because I think, what age is he in right now? I don't remember because there's like, the different time periods have different names and I can't remember, but I mean, he very well may have, we just don't have this information, but just even talking about it. And I will disagree with you on the point that while he doesn't really do like showy interviews that he's not going out there for the popularity, he definitely does know media and tailors his image that, you know, always facing adversity with a smile, like, always putting he puts on that i don't want to say facade because he is all might but how realistic is it that you have your guts literally pulled out of your body and you've got a smile on your face like you're about to win this like it's it's just unrealistic but he did know that that was going to be needed to become that symbol that he knew he was going to have to put on that big old bright smile on his face to make sure that everybody felt safe that nobody ever doubted that he was going to win yeah no you're right especially the smile part after the first fight with one for all and he got his stuff ripped out of him like that smile yeah it was for the public but like also i know one of your things was like the mental health but it was also for him like to hide his like I mean, how how many times in the real world do people smile and tell everyone everything's okay, but internally they're having insecurities, crying, sad, like that's a general thing, no matter who right. you are. But I mean, his he had his issues, but his biggest thing was protecting literally the planet. So as long as any like if he went as long as any like villain like saw all might, they're like, okay, this guy's still around. We might have to calm it down but and seeing him but now it's just like it's almost open season mm-hmm. so yeah but you have some stuff other stuff about like his mental health and all that right so i mean not necessarily his mental health because we don't really get to peek into that but it kind of just like you already kind of brushed over I've, i don't want to say everybody a lot of people do have that where they do put on like a mass sort of face they wear the smile even though they're like holding back tears all that type of stuff. It just, for me, seeing that reinforces the idea that that's necessary for the benefit of other people 
And that's worth more than you actually being authentic with your own feelings and kind of putting your needs behind everyone's at all times, at all points, because you can get deeper into that in that you feel like your needs are worth less than everybody else's. When you look at it as a superhero on a grand scale, the entire world, yes, you would make the argument. Most people would make the argument. Yeah, your feelings matter less than the safety of the entire planet. However, there has to come a point where you do recognize and check in with yourself, which is part of kind of that gray area. I felt like for normal people, um, it's important to realize that masking your feelings, hiding your feelings, or always putting the needs of others before yourself can be negative in the long term. Um, It can lead to things like um, burnout in high-stress jobs. Um, It's just, it's one of those things where I hope maybe down the road we get a little bit into that it is okay for a hero to break down and have a moment of weakness because at the end of the day a lot of what like you mentioned with the kind of the interviews and the social media they're kind of like celebrities they are and they are so there's that idea of you know have that smile on your face you look picture perfect all the time and people aspire to be like that but you know it's unattainable and it's not relatable I'm hoping that, you know, with like Deku's class or some of the other heroes can be a little bit more just normal human, even when they are their superhero alter egos, not to to the level of like Zenitsu and Demon Slayer that he's running screaming, scared to death every second of every day. Because although that is relatable in these situations, um, that doesn't put anyone at ease. However, having a hero in the midst of a battle where they really could lose have a look of concern, but then they pull it out instead of like plastering that smile on their face. And also, if you think about it, you'd have to make that conscious effort as you're fighting for your life and for the lives of all these people to make sure you got a smile on your face while you're trying not to get killed. Yeah, and then do the post. I think my biggest thing also on that point with the human side, because all my, technically all my is the one, only one who truly, truly had a secret identity. Right. So he was able, so like when you didn't see him in his all might form and just his Toshinori form, like wherever he lived or whatever, just letting it all out or talking to his closest like people at the time. So that's another thing too, that he had like, you could walk past like his normal form down the street and you would have never thought that was all might. Right. So it's basically. Deku like, didn't. No, Deku didn't. I know. And that's his, well, is one of his biggest fanboys. So he wouldn't even be able to notice like the eyes or like the hair color, or, like his voice, like, so stuff like that. So that's one of my things too. Like when he got unveiled, but that's what he looks like. It's almost like finally figuring out that Clark Kent Superman. Right. So it's like the illusion's gone. 
the illusion. Now you're just like, oh my gosh, I walked past this person at the grocery store and this was freaking all might. So it's like, so he, I guess, and that, and to go into your thing about the humanizing, that's why I brought it up because like no one else really has secret identities. I know. Like you couldn't, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know where all might lives. You wouldn't. Cause it's not like it's, if it's listed in the thing is like Toshinori, you're not going to be like, some guy named Toshinori lives there. Whatever. I'm just delivering his mail every day. Endeavor, you could literally pull up on My Hero Zillow. And now he has <laughs> two houses. <laughs> so. Yes. Oh, my God. What season? That was season five, right? Mm-hmm. It was Where, just the best yeah. season. Okay. It was, yeah. I'm starting to get so confused. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, it just. Shigaragi oh, can literally, mind. he can go walk to Midoriya's mom's house, dust her up, bring her back. None of these people have. That's that's one of my biggest things. Like it's like every public, I it's like oh we have our hero names and we call them our hero names, but we all know who we are. So it's like no secretive. And, and also in the midst of battle, we'll call each other by their first names instead of their hero names because it's just like instinct, which makes sense. But also when you're a wanted criminal, you're they're gonna put your full name and your hero name on the news. So <laughs> if there is yellow pages, if that still exists. Yeah, so all you'd all- need is their f- normal name, and then you can find anybody. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, what hero went to UA in 2020? Oh, this person. Oh, all right. Let's just go look at the yearbook, or they still give out phone dictionary like things over directories back in there. Just like it's that's the other thing, too. You can't even live a dual life because they don't live dual lives, they live one mm-hmm. singular life. That's right. It. Like, All Might was able to, like, when he wasn't there, whatever, a few times, just go to his normal form and walk around society like also to the first episode no one noticed that this dude was literally transforming in the middle of the crowd like nope that was wild like no one just walked behind like oh my gosh this guy's like changing and now he's all mike but when he i was like so yeah so that's the other thing with that it's just they don't have dualities they don't have there's a reason like all the superheroes like have their different dualities like Clark Kent or Bruce Wayne or like all those people. So it's, you don't mix those worlds together because if you do, if bad guys know who you really are, they're going to go target your loved ones first, which that's why I say these bad guys are idiots because they just don't go like you want Midoriya dead, go snatch his mom. He'll turn himself in right away. For sure. For sure. What other stuff did you have? I mean, that was most of it. I also, I wanted to know if you felt like All Might might have a little bit of trust issues going like way back to the start when I mentioned about like kind of self-isolating behavior. I don't know if it, I can't put my finger on if it's like trust issues or if it's just that level of stubbornness that he didn't want to listen to anybody. And I keep going back to that. Like you've already mentioned those scenes with um, Sir Nighteye where you know, every they're trying to help him. And he's just, no, I have to do this myself. Because from what it sounds like, is if Bakugo hadn't known Deku so well, Deku would be shouldering this entire experience and this entire um, journey with his quirk by himself. The fact that he's able to talk to Bakugo about his quirks now, plural, um, is a level of support that I feel like All Might didn't have when he was actually at UA. Like, that's not something 
he would have had back then. He would have just had his teacher. And, um, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting everybody's names? Gran Torino. I will push back a little on that because Deku didn't tell Bakugo. Bakugo figured it out on his own. Well, right. And then Deku kind of was just like, I, I couldn't yeah, there's, confirm. There's... So like, yeah. So if someone else, so like, I don't know who the hell like would have been his Bakugo because just so far. Like if he had a Bakugo and he would have told, because I think, because honestly, more people knew about All Might's One for All than Deku's right now. Well, if you do from his time, because you had, you had the principal, you had the freaking police chief. You had when he was in high school. Well, I'm not, well, I don't know about high school, but I was just saying like, that we knew who knew, like maybe adult. Yeah. Well, definitely Grand Gran Torino. Mm-hmm. Um, his master. I'm sure the principal knew. His master, the um, principal. Night Eye finds out when they become sidekicks. Uh, right. The dude from America knows. Yeah. So it's like, so I mean, so he, which was his decision to, uh, his choice to tell, which is true. But then he tells Midori, obviously not tell anyone because that'd be a huge that'd be a huge thing because if you told them that you have this power at that point and that means all might's getting weaker overall could have showed up in season two which that could have been very bad (laughs) so right right that also goes into a little bit of like so all these students not that midoriya would go blab to everybody everywhere but all of these students should be becoming heroes so we do still have a traitor afoot somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it seems that All Might is very aware of these facts, maybe not to the level of like the war is coming level at that time, but it's just, I just feel like, oh, I lost my train of thought. Dek, I believe Deku having Bakugo as a sounding board, as that rival, pushes him a lot. I don't know that. All Might had anyone like that in high school when he was when he obtained the quirk. Um, although he did share that information, like you said, with um, the guy in America and Night Eye. So there are a lot of people that know. But it seems that he he has a secret and will share that. But then when push comes to shove and the responsibilities of the one for all versus all for one. He shoulders that burden by himself. And then that burden gets transferred to the next person in line. And so I feel like this is propping Deku up for a situation that everything is going to be on his shoulders when it doesn't need to be. And my personal opinion, and again, might be very unpopular even without knowing the secrets of all for one and one for all, I'm not entirely sure I understand why they don't fight all for one as a group, like multiple heroes. Why does it always have to be all my versus him? Nana Shimura? his master yeah 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 sugar sugaraki's grandma or it's like why is it always a one-on-one situation why is go ahead go ahead it's it's just 
especially if All Might has already shared this secret with multiple people, how is it that that burden cannot be shared with others? Because a group effort, more strategic planning, more strengths, differing strengths, could potentially push the scales so that All Might doesn't need to have to do it all by himself. Well, on that part, before I go to your other stuff, remember, they raided the place as a group. They had, like, the top ten heroes all there. Like, with the to get Bakugo before he had his final fight with All for One. Like, they raided it as a group. It's like, they all lined up. He said, we're here. Because they thought it was a pizza delivery, which, that is idiotic. But, I, I, it's just All for One was just significantly stronger than everyone else. Blue Genius was the number three hero, and he got a hole through, put through his chest in two seconds. Like, the power... That's not even, like, from a real-life thing I can understand, but from, like, their My Hero thing, the power scaling was so... If you didn't have those two quirks, you were just at the bottom. Well, the bottom compared to those two. Especially all for one who could just take your quirk. Like, that. that's just bad in itself. It's almost from a power... Now, if they have to have a final fight again... We'll see if they team up. But with the secret thing, I guess my only thing is that is did he really need other like did he need a Bakugo to walk the journey of the secret, or did he need just general friends that he didn't have to be all might around? I think there's a difference in that. That's true. That, that like, for example, I mean, you've worked at places you didn't tell everyone on your teams or whatnot, your burdens or your struggles or stuff like that. And you didn't need to tell everyone your burdens and struggles. Sometimes you just needed those friends where you just were like, don't have to talk about Andrea, the worker. I can just be Andrea, the woman and hang out. Like I felt like he needs more. He needed more of that. Cause everyone just saw him as a symbol and not just, right. Another a human where he could just hang out or talk about like the random stuff going on because he was work 24 7. So that's why I felt like he needed that person because Midoriya got that right at the beginning with Ida and Uraraka. Right. And then Shoto. Like, and then now Baka goes in the thing. So it's like he already had all those people where he could just, um, just be friends with and i think the scene that showed that the most for midoriya was when they couldn't tell anyone what was going on with Aerie because it was forbidden if you didn't have a thing and ida and shoto saw midoriya crying and they both offered him food because they remember that he was there for them not just as the hero but as like the friend so mm-hmm. i think he needed more which we didn't see as i think all might needed more like confining friends who wouldn't care that he's all might that he's Toshinori, tell him what the real is, and go from there. I agree. Absolutely. Like he missed that completely because then, you know, he graduates UA, his master gets smoked, and then... He's off. He's off. So this is, I mean, man, I, I feel like the way you've said it, I don't know if you'll admit this, so you then currently like number one hero style right now of Endeavor because they're working more as groups 
than All Might then, which that is tough because we know you are not his biggest fan. Just somebody can be a shit human being, but know how to work well within a system or Mm -hmm. create a network. And as I think Shoto put it, like basically F you as a dad, but as a hero, UI at UI eight. So it's, I mean, I do, I am more of a fan of getting more heroes together because there is strength in numbers. Um, but you are right that part of the reason they need to do that is because that power differential is there and that power vacuum is tight. So, but no, I, I would agree that I prefer the kind of the more team approach, the more communicative between the different heroes. And we see heroes outside of the top 10 being communicated Mm -hmm. with for their specific strengths. So it's not even just a popularity contest. Like I don't want to say other animes would make it that way, but you can get caught up in those numbers and that, Oh, these are the top 10. So like, we need to make sure we're getting our name still out there or these are the faces that everybody's already seen. Let's keep using them instead of throwing newer faces, newer strengths, newer quirks out there for us, the audience to see and explore. Right. No, I, I agree. That's just like with all my, and even just like to other animes, like Dragon Ball Z, when Goku's gone, like they're going to go, if Goku is here, this, 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 instead of like not realizing that someday even Dragon Balls and all, he's not going to be there anymore. And I mean, he even said it in like their Boo saga. The reason he didn't kill Fat Boo's because he's not going to be around forever. The world needs to learn how to defend itself when I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was and that was like and that was in the English dub. So Omega character growth for Goku is the English one. <laughs> but All Might never said like, "Hey, while I'm doing this, I'm not going to be around forever. Like, I'm going to die." Worse would be if he died in battle on, on TV and not old age, because then this villain could be like, I killed the symbol. Yeah. Uprising, all of that. So luckily that didn't happen, but it's like the successor. And then Midnight was Midnight wasn't really, well, obviously he was more, he wanted Lemillion to get it because he's trained with him, but. Oh, Night Eye. Yeah, Night Eye, I'm sorry. He was more mad that All Might just gave it away willy nilly to someone he met twice. Yeah, that's like it's like with something like this, it needs to be planned. It needs to be more thought out. Because like, what if Deku didn't turn out? What if Deku got corrupted? Like something, something like all that stuff. So it's like, well, I mean, to be fair, his body can't handle the quirk. So like, talk about major drawbacks that's already built in. That is a major drawback. Yeah, so you have to train and all that stuff. Because I, I mean, I. I tell you right now, if Lemillion had all for one plus his current work, he'd probably be unstoppable more than he already was. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you can't, you can't hit him, but he could Detroit smash you to Afghanistan. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you would beat that, but obviously now all the one for all quirks are going off on Midori, and we are still of the opinion that he has one hidden quirk that was hidden so it's all going to work out for him in the end we know it but yeah i think the biggest thing is that 
everyone got complacent when he was a symbol. And then when he was gone, they had to frantic up. Scramble. Scramble. Yeah. We went five seasons in the third movie. We just found out we had a UN of heroes that assemble on world threats. Like, I think if All Might was healthy, they wouldn't have called anyone. He would have got all the trigger bombs himself. I think if All Might was healthy, they wouldn't even have the team to go raid over Hall's place. It would have just been just him. Probably. I mean, all, I mean, they're going to, like, no one in that damn raid thing was going to beat him. What was Overgrown to try and touch him and they get freaking United States of smashed? So it's like, I, I think that's the biggest thing. I think it's for things in real life in general that you can't always rely on a singular person. You got to be prepared for a day where they're gone or something like that. So, but that's always tough because then you start thinking like, oh, we have to prepare for when All Might's gone. And then they get sad like, oh, there's going to be a time All Might really will be gone. What are we going to do? And then all those emotions come in, but it's a, it's a double-edged sword being the one person who could do everything because once you're gone, everything crumbles as we've, we've seen. seen. And, yeah. And we'll see in season six with a whole war that <laughs> that most people don't know is coming yet. So. And we've seen with Midoriya, like you said, like it's gone to and Bakugo as well. Because Bakugo was more of a All Might always wins, and he always saw All Might always winning by himself. Mm-hmm. So Bakugo most of the time is like, I'll win by myself. Even and so yeah, it's like the Midoriya Bakugo thing. Like he wants to win by himself. Midoriya basically wants to win by himself so that no one else gets hurt. So it's the same thing. Different reasons, but. Andrea, anything else on this All Might one? This was fun. Um, I don't think so. I think I covered everything, although not as clearly as I would have liked to. <laughs> but um, I really enjoyed this, actually. Um, I don't know what we're doing next. I think I said you should pick the next case study. I do. Um, and I thought about this today. And this is going to relate to ethical debates that are going on right now should okay should the and after watching the movie and actually thinking about it should the government and the police forces and my hero actually have the quirk bullet and trigger bombs like i was thinking about that today like should they actually have those as a deterrent and what that would mean between the trust between the police and the heroes and society. And just every, I was going to say in everyday society, because basically everyone has a quirk and oh, especially with those bombs, depending on the size radius, unless they modify it, it, it seems the intent is to kill. So at yes, least with the is. quirk bullets, <laughs> at least with the quirk bullets, you have no more quirk. You're still alive. Yeah. But, but I was just thinking from a fact of what if a country has way more heroes than the other and they're not so friendly and they use them to invade and you have right. no way to protect your country but that. So that's, I think, like, should, should the countries, the governments actually have trigger bombs like their own, like we have nuclear bombs here and should they have the, the, like, what are the ramifications for that? So I think that's a good next one. 
Yikes. Yeah. And you can, and you have what you said every three weeks. So you have time to think about it. I don't know if I want to think about that. That's so dark. That's so, oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 I do have a question though, just off the top of your head, if you recall, because I'm not sure that I do. Are the police technically able to shoot with intent to kill villains and criminals? I think so. But the only police I've seen with powers was Ida's brother. He's the only one. It seems like most of the police are quirkless. See, or, well, I don't think it's that they're quirkless. It's that they, they don't have provisional licenses to use their quirks within their occupation. That's what becoming a hero is for. But wouldn't you want your own, like, wouldn't you want your own special heroes that you know will go by your rules, your code, and all that stuff and not be in it for, like, the glamour and stuff? Because if you've noticed all the police in My Hero every season, they're there just to arrest. Like, they've showed zero abilities. Right. And I thought it the way I understood it is that it was set up that way and that the heroes get those licenses to be able to use their quirks to kind of be the more, I don't want to say offensive, but like the the more frontline engaged capture. And then the police have the duty of arresting, imprisoning, guarding. Um, But there are times when, at least I believe that I've seen that there are police on scene before heroes are. And I can't recall if they, have any authority to actually like shoot to maim or shoot to kill in a situation involving a villain i got you with this right here to help you so when the quirks first came police didn't list any officers with quirks because their fear their superpowers may be used as weapons so they were getting quirkless people and they probably still do so if they all have quirkless people if the heroes turned on the police how would they defend themselves and mm-hmm. also like it's like you just said pro heroes uh did the cork wheeling fine fine police not only start to simply arrest criminals that they've been subdued by pro heroes while providing general support enforcing low-level crimes so what if it's a huge group of villains doing high-level crimes and all the heroes are dead like what are you going to do like right. should you have those trigger bombs or cork bullets in the back pocket that's something to think about for our next one. Yikes. All right. All right. And anything else, Andrea? Nope. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Oh, that's it. Everyone take care. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.